The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I get into Monday Night Raw from last night. The match, the main event match between Dominic Mysterio and Edge and, of course, Rhea and Rey Mysterio. Also, we get into Owen's amazing promo and what happened later with Theory. Very interesting stuff. A little bit blood coming from Monday Night Raw. And also, we get into the women's division right now on Raw. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There's a lot of layers to this bully. And this is one of the things that I love about this new era of Monday Night Raw under Triple H is that we're talking about layers to a story. It's just not surface. There's It actually goes deep and nothing goes deeper than the relationship between Ray and Edge and the family ties between Dom and Ray. And I love what we saw last night in the main event and Bully, I loved. And listen, I was on social media last night and a lot of people didn't like it. And this is where I'm going to need the nation to fill me in. A lot of people did not like that backstage promo from Dom last night. I actually loved what I saw from Dom last night. And I'm just talking about Dom in a a dark room talking to the camera about his dad and the problems that he's having with dad. And I thought it was the best way to end it with Rhea Ripley speaking in his ear and actually whispering in his ear. Now, a lot of people watching would think that they were talking about, you know, Ray and Dom's relationship. I actually think it was about me putting Rhea on the power rankings yesterday, but I digress. But Bully, I actually loved what we saw from Dom Mysterio last night. Your thoughts? I agree with the the, the people who were on social media who didn't like Dominic per se interesting I liked the idea of the segment I loved Rhea being in Dom's ear I just think that the segment was overproduced like all of that that dark stuff you know that darkened room and everything it almost reminded me of when Cody used to do stardust promos or when we would get Bray Wyatt with the smoke in the background and the, and the weird lights. I'm not expecting that from Dominic. 
And then Dominic's delivery was was a bit, you know, he, he's st- Dominic's still green when it comes to speaking. So he's getting reps under his belt. He's going to get better. It felt a little forced. Okay, so I can understand how people people might not have loved it. What I did love was the overall, um, the message that it got across. And the message to me was Dom talking about how, whatever he said, you know, talked about his family. I'm not a kid anymore. Yada, yada, living in the shadow. And then Rhea being in his ear. Rhea being in his ear was the, the biggest takeaway from the segment. I love her just dipping down and whispering into his ear. It says so much. Um, the dark, dark room, what, what was that needed for? Well, maybe that's very Judgment Day-esque. But I didn't feel like it was very Dominic-esque. And I know I, that I Dominic is now a disciple of the Judgment Day. And, you know, and Rhea has his, him wrapped around her finger. You'll be wrapped around my finger. I, I don't know. I actually, I actually really liked it. I thought it set the mood well. It was kind of like, hey, all you need is just a light in this dark room for Dom to talk. It kind of felt like the reason I loved it so much, it was just like you're you're hearing from Dom. Like this is Dom's feelings about his dad. His Dom Dom's feelings that he hasn't been getting the respect that he feels he deserved. That, you know, his dad is more concerned about his relationship and friendship with Edge than his own relationship with his son. The fact that he did that that Dom didn't get the time from Ray, which we hear a lot from sons of wrestlers. And I felt like it being in that dark room with just the light was like, boy, you're really getting like Dom just expressing and exposing his feelings to us. Like here it is. This is coming from me. This is just me talking to you. That's why I loved it. Because then, like you said, then all of a sudden Rhea comes in the picture. It's like, oh yeah, maybe this isn't coming from Dom. This is being fed from Rhea. So I actually I actually thought they played that well in the dark room with just that one light on Dom. The other thing I is felt, too, I felt forced and overproduced to me. Yeah, I, I, I felt I exactly I the opposite way. But again, I, again, that's yeah. you know, that's the message, why we have the show. The, we agree on the message and 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 what they what part of the storyline they were driving home. And you know, it reminded me of back in the day I was I was dating somebody, and I think a lot of people could probably relate to this story where you're dating somebody that, you know what, that actually has you wrapped around their finger. And all of a sudden, you forget all about family and friends because you're so infatuated with this person that you're in a relationship with. Bully, you maybe, maybe you wouldn't be able to relate to that because it was probably the woman that was infatuated with you. But for some of us who aren't Hall of Fame wrestlers, we have a different view of these types of relationships. And I knew exactly where, because there were times where like, it didn't matter what my mom and dad said. It was all about this relationship that I was in. And I knew in the back of my mind it probably wasn't the best for me, but it didn't matter because, you know, you're having a lot of fun, let's just say, in this relationship. That's exactly what Don, it's. That's what I love about the WWE right now because they skirted around this the last time we dealt with Ray and his family, right? With Buddy Murphy and Ray's daughter. They skirted around it. And you and I would come on this show, Bully, and we talk about, God, what they can do 
with this storyline if they really dived in. Well, now they are. Like, I man, it, 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 I'm not finally with the WWE storyline, Bully. I'm not like, boy, what if? Boy, if they only would. They actually are doing it with this story with Dom and Ray, and, and I'm loving it. This is, I, we haven't seen a storyline like this from the WWE in years. Uh, listen, what they're doing overall with this storyline is really working. It's an it's one of the things that I want to see unfold on Raw. I loved the in the match last night how Edge was just Edge wasn't even trying to wrestle Dom because Dom, even though he's been around for a little bit, can't you know could could not withstand Edge's onslaught in the beginning. Edge is just pounding away at him and then i love the, the part where he goes uncle edge uncle edge and you know ed's like yeah uh, uncle edge my ass you know and just continues to you know to beat on him it, it, it was good stuff i i liked the backstage with ray and edge where ed where ray's pleading with him edge is like nah man sorry i gotta beat the shit out of your son if you're not gonna beat the shit out of him i gotta beat the shit out of him for you He's a man now. He's saying, hey, he's saying like, you know, he keeps saying he's a man. So if he's a, he's a man. Then he's going to have to take his beating like a man. It was a great segment with Edge and Ray last night. And then Edge ties Ray up in the ropes. I'm sorry, Dom, Dom. up in the ropes and just pounding on him. And, you know, the ref is trying to count and he's having to push Edge away and Edge comes back. And that's the part of the match where I said to myself, this is where Ray needs to step in because in Ray's eyes, that would have been a little too much. And then we see Ray run down. Now I yeah. thought that was going to unfold a little bit differently. I would have not minded at all for Ray, for Dominic to pin edge last night and get the heat at the end. I think that would have been a giant F you. You could have done it. There and, could have been and, the, and the finish, and the finish would have come because Ray was trying to save his son, and in trying to save his son, causes enough of a distraction for somebody to catch for Damian Priest. Let's say just say to catch a mafia kick on Edge or whatever it is, or his finish, yada yada, and throw Dominic on top. One, two, three. Now I, I'm sure that might have been discussed. And then get the heat at the end too. But that heat that they got, are we? Is Edge going to be on the shelf again? Because that was a an impressive looking uh, coup de gras to Edge's leg. Like they they did they did they sell it like Edge's leg was broken? Dude, they they I I, I think they might even have said that. I have to go back and watch, but I I want to feel like they even may have said that his leg was broken. Again, I, I'm sure the nation will correct me if I'm wrong, but that was one hell of a beatdown that they gave. You would think after that, you're not seeing Edge for a while after that. Listen, Heyman has been off of TV because he's selling Brock Lesnar's F5 through the table. Now, I know it's Brock Lesnar, and I know it's an F5 through the table, and I get it. But that coup de gras to the leg last night looks so damn good that if I was to see Edge next week, like, if, if I do see Edge next week, I hope he's on crutches. Yeah. I hope he's in a leg brace. Because if he's just out there, then it meant nothing. 
Well, because he has to, because that's the next chapter of the story, right? Because now Edge is not going to be just pissed at Dom. He's got to be pissed at Ray. I mean, you know, Ray interfered in that match. The reason that he found himself lying on that back was because of the interference from Ray. If Ray didn't get involved in that match, who knows what would have ended up happening in that match. So I, if I'm Edge, I'm pissed off at Dom and Ray for what took place. I mean, and, is, and Ray got kind of handsy. Man, Ray was doing, you know, Ray was grabbing Edge by the arm. He got Ray got pretty physical with Edge during that match last night. Did Ray put his hands on Edge first or vice versa? Ray put his hands on Edge first. Okay, because I thought Ray was just standing there and then Edge kind of took a little bit of a swipe, like, get out of my way. He might have. Like, he stepped forward towards Dom and Ray had to grab, physically grab him and pull him back so he didn't attack his son. Like I said, uh, I, I thought it played out well. I thought everybody did a great job, played their parts perfectly. The end shot, I was I did not love because in the end shot, I would have loved to have seen Rhea with her arms around Dominic. That's not what we got. Rhea and Dominic were separated. I think maybe Finn might have been in the middle or maybe a priest. I want to see Rhea by Dom's side every single step of the way. I want that picture emblazoned in my head that those two are a, I don't even, I don't want to say couple, but a unit. Yeah, I think, I think, and I agree with you. I think they went the route bully of selling the judgment day as a whole, as a group, as opposed to Rhea and Dom. And you know what? No offense to the judgment day and they're playing their role fine. They're in the background. I'm sorry. They are just like we talked about when edge was the leader of that group that they were in the background. Now they're definitely in the background. I really could care less about Finn and Damian Priest as far as being any kind of viable force in this. They, they just need to be henchmen at this point for Rhea and Dom because it's all about that dynamic for me between Rhea and Dom. And I agree with you a thousand percent. That last shot should have been Rhea and Dom with their arms around each other at the top of that ramp. That would have been the perfect way to go off the air. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode.
not only did you get blood, but you also got a close-up of Austin Theory bleeding as he was going up that entrance ramp. Usually when you do get blood, they usually never show you that blood on Raw. Last night you got it, and they showed it. It was a tiny bit of blood that trickled, that was coming out of his nose and kind of splattered on his forehead a little bit. Not that big of a deal. Just enough to show. But you would agree, Bully, that any other time before, they would shy away from showing any kind of blood. They did a close-up of Theory's face. Like you said, obviously his face wasn't a crimson mask, but there was blood. And man, some of those shots that Owens threw at Austin Theory doesn't surprise me that there was some blood on his face at the end of that segment. That's what we call in the business live rounds. And it's not easy to... When, when when you're doing what Austin Theory and what Kevin Owens were doing last night, when you get into that like hockey fight, people are trying to separate you. You're swinging, swinging away and trying to make it look really good. Sometimes it's hard to make sure every round lands clean. Shit like that is bound to happen. And it did last night. And this is where you have to remember it ain't ballet. Yeah, but it, and I think you would agree, Bully. It does add. I mean, you know, when Absolutely. you have, uh, when you do see that blood, man, it really adds a lot to that segment because Austin Theory truly looked. He didn't look pretty going up that entrance ramp. He looked bloodied. His face was dirty. His hair was a mess. Like, that's the way you're supposed to look after you get into a scuffle like those two did last night. Right place. Right time, right story, right characters. Red means green, meaning blood puts asses in seats. There are some people, I'm not saying a majority, I'm saying enough who have said they think there's too much blood right now in AEW. I don't know where I, I don't know where I really sit on that. I know you love it. I do. I know. I think that it could probably be cut down on just a little into the feuds where it would really mean something, as opposed to just happening uh, happening on a weekly basis. I'd like to see the WWE do a little bit more of it. Like last night's blood wasn't planned; that just happened to happen. They probably analyzed the situation real quick and they said, "Ah, there's just enough. Go ahead, show it. No big deal." Do you believe do you believe that the close up on Austin Theory's face and showing the blood added anything to what they did last night? Yes, it did. I think it added it added a lot. And again, I don't think we would have gotten that six months ago because there have been times. Listen, not on purpose where, like you said, a live round is going to hit somebody and there's going to be some blood. We've seen that a lot. But they the camera makes sure it doesn't catch it and doesn't bring attention to it. Like again, not a crimson mask, but they brought attention to it. And like lo- he looked frazzled. That's the way you're supposed to look after you're in a scuffle with somebody. It's you're not supposed to look pretty. And I thought that added to the I thought it definitely added to the segment. You know what? Was that a really good promo from Kevin Owens? It was. There's no doubt about it. Kevin Owens is excellent on the mic. We talk about that a lot here on the show, bully. But that scuffle 
I don't think we would be talking about it if there wasn't blood. We see a scuffle. Oh my god, I totally disagree. Totally. Really? All right, go ahead. Tell me why. There wasn't an we wouldn't be talking about the Kevin Owens Austin Theory segment if it wasn't for that. No, I said the scuffle. We'd be talking more about the promo uh, than the scuffle. If there was a, if there was no blood in that scuffle that happened after the promo, I think we'd be spending more time talking about what Kevin Owens said as opposed to what happened afterwards. We see scuffles all the time on Monday Night Raw. That blood definitely added enough to it where it really drew attention to what just happened on your TV. In listening to you talk about this, I don't think it's the blood that you're really that really added to the segment for you. I think it was the shock that they actually went out of their way to show the blood that captured your attention. Maybe. That's that's possible. And it probably did. I think a lot of these things that have been happening on this Triple H Raw, I, I, shocked may be kind of a strong word, but like, you know, we talked about it last week, Bully, just saying wrestling. You mentioned that tweet that was sent out where it said, you know, wrestling. Like, you know, things like that actually do grab my attention. Hell, Bully, I remember you and I talking about Johnny Gargano and on NXT's Johnny Wrestling, and we were like, you know, would they say that if he ever got moved up to the main roster? Would they use his nickname, Johnny Wrestling? Now it's like, of course they are. But there was a time that we had doubt that they would ever be able to say that on Monday Night Raw. Again, something as silly as saying hospital like they did last week. You know, we're so programmed to hear local medical facility to actually hear hospital. It does come with a a bit of a shock to the system when it comes to the WWE. Uh, I like that they used the word hospital. I like that they showed a little bit of blood when you hear medical facility. Like sometimes they would, you know, say like, um, you know, so-and-so has a, uh, uh, major head contusion or something like that. Yeah. Well, you don't want to seek out a medical facility for that. You probably want to go to the ER at the hospital yes. for that. So you, them using hospital, them using wrestling, not insulting the intelligence of the wrestling fan. I think that those are steps in the right direction for the WWE. Yeah, you're not going to a doc in the box if, like, you know, you have a a. What the hell is a doc in a box? You know, like one of those emergency facilities that are like on Route 17. You know, like you don't feel like making an appointment for the doctor, so you go to one of the docs, those urgent cares. You go to like the the doc in the box on Route 17 in Hasbrook Heights. You know what I'm saying? I'm going straight to the hospital. You're probably going to get better care. No disrespect to the docs in the box. But uh, sometimes you you need a doc in a box. Listen, listen, sometimes you do. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread. Give you fantasy advice all season long while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine podcast. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We do have new tag team champions, Dakota Kai and EO Sky. And, Bully, before we get into the match, before we get into having new tag team champions, I am a little surprised by what took place. Because, if you remember, we just had a WWE Women's Tag Team Tournament. And the final was set, and that was just a couple weeks ago, between Aaliyah and Rodriguez against Dakota Kai and Io Sky. And who won the tournament? It was Rodriguez and Aaliyah. So I'm very, it's very weird for me that they would have them win the tournament and then two weeks later have them defend the tag team titles. And I understand why, because as Dakota Kai said, not the legal woman in the ring during the finals. But why even crown Rodriguez and Aaliyah as tag team champions if you're just going to take those titles off them two weeks later and give it to Dakota Kai and Eoskai? Stretch out the programming, give the people a feel-good moment with the new babyface team winning, knowing that you're just going to take it off them a couple of weeks later. That's really the reason. You're just stretching out some storyline. You're getting a couple of weeks of TV out of it. I think the ultimate goal of getting the championships around the waists of Sky and Kai. Sky and Kai. Why did they call him Sky and Kai? That would have been a great name. Or Sky Sky and Kai. Kai in the sky. No, that's Man. awful, Dave. I'm sorry. That's Not that's like that's like your your power rankings from yesterday. Awful. Dude, Rhea Ripley so, and Dom and loved my power rankings. They talked about it on Monday Night Raw last night. And I think this sets up. Uh, I think the possibility is very very strong for this setting up the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi to take on Kai and Sky. Damage damage control. Whatever. Distant <laughs> <I got> pissed. <laughs> I don't know. I would have just had them win the tournament. I mean, uh, Rodriguez and Aaliyah, I, I, not, a, not a lot of chemistry between those two. It just didn't seem like they were ready for this. I mean, I love both of them individually. Rodriguez more probably because we've been following her career and she's a true talent. Just didn't seem like they had a lot of chemistry together, Bully, and... I don't think there's any going to be any follow-up between those two either. I mean, I think ultimately, I think everybody is looking to see the return of Naomi and Sasha Banks. Um, I don't think that they had a ch- They had chemistry on their entrance. They had chemistry when Aaliyah was jumping in uh, Raquel's arms. Other than that, in the ring, I don't think they had much chemistry together. Um, I don't think they had chemistry with uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. And last night's match was, you know, was an example of that. There were... Definite problems in the match. There was a there was a t- time there. I thought Aaliyah was kind of uh, out for a second. She was hurt. You can definitely see, you know, uh, people questioning things going on in the ring. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about Dakota Kai and Io Sky needing to improve in the ring. Dave, 
let, let's take that comment and just let, let's just dissect it for a second. Which matches would you rather watch as of right now? If somebody said, would you rather watch Dakota Kai and EO Sky from NXT Black and Gold or their current run on the main roster? What would you say? I would say Dakota Kai and EO Sky from the Black and Gold. Correct. Because it's a different type of work on the main roster. And Dakota Kai and EO Sky have to mature and evolve into the main roster style. Now, working with the girl, women that they worked with last night, they haven't evolved into the main roster style. But against other women who have been there for a while, there's a different psychology and style and cadence and movement and rhythm in that ring. And that's what I mean when I have to say they have to improve. They have to step up. They have to get better. Now, if they have an opportunity, if if Naomi and Sasha come back, hopefully with no rust on them, that working with those talents, especially a Sasha Banks, will help them to get better. Are they getting? Are they coming back, Bully? I I, I I would I would venture to say yes. It's too big of a. I, I think it's too big of a. A win for Triple H not to get them if if it didn't get them back. Like them coming back, people would love absolutely love. Because the perception is they walked on Vince's dime because Vince reneged on creative at the last minute. So if Hunter's able to bring them back and smooth that over, I think that they're going to be, it's going to be very good for those women and very good for the company. I mean, because here's the thing. What's next for Dakota Kai and Eos Kai? If you look at the tag team division, and again, those titles got more from Raw to SmackDown, like what other teams are there? I mean, I go back to this tournament that just ended a couple weeks ago at the end of August, right? Tamina and Dana Brooke. Okay. Uh, Alexa and Asuka. I mean, that's something, I guess you have something there with Alexa and Asuka, Nikki ASH and Dewdrop, And uh, unfortunately at this point, they're enhancement talent because the proof is in the pudding. If you watch it on TV, um, you know, Raquel and Aaliyah, which I think you would, like we just said, not a lot of chemistry there. Natalia and Sonia, which already have, they've broken up. You know, Zia Lee and Shotzi, that never really got off the ground. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, there, there's no other place for them to go other than Alexa Bliss and Asuka. There's really no other place for this team to go. There's no tag team division because right now, Bully, your women's division is hurting. Like if 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 I'm the WWE, like you don't. There's one set of tag team champions right now for the women's division. I have just one women's champion that goes on both brands because I I don't think the the women's uh, division right now is strong enough to be on two different shows and be split. You have a lot of top tier talent that is off of TV right now. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. The women's division can can use some bolstering right now. There's not a lot of top talent. And and women that were at the top at one time, whether that's uh, Alexa or Asuka, are, are doing run-ins like they did last night. Go back and watch that run-in last night. Look at Alexa Bliss's face. Doesn't look like she's too happy to be there. Really? Like, well, they haven't really well, done anything with her since ex- her return. Exactly. Exactly. So there's an open women's challenge. And, and, and Alexa Bliss being a former, what, four or five-time champion, whatever the hell she was, they didn't think to put her in there as opposed to uh, Sonya? I mean, come on. This is where, you know, a little bit of a, you know, st- still a little bit of work needs to be done. Um, and, and, like, talking about the women's division, I see that run-in last night, 
you know, on Bailey and uh, damage control. And I'm watching Oscar and I'm yeah. watching Alexa. What you're shaking your head like, like, no, because I, I, I know where you're going to go with this. Go ahead. No, let me get say what you no, want to say. It, Let's just, it, it was it was uneventful. Like Alexa Bliss, like you said, looked like a deer in headlights because I'm sure she's expecting to do more. And then Oscar after that run and doing like the typical Oscar where she's dancing in the ring. It just it's a complete disconnect for me. It's a complete disconnect for me. You're doing a run in to save a baby face. I hate run ins that revolve around moves. Run-ins should re- revolve around fists flying, yep. punching, kicking, physicality, animosity. Then at the end, maybe if you want to put an exclamation point on it and hit your finish, whatever. But this was just like women running in. Forget about women. It was just performers running in to wait for other performers to turn around so they could hit a finishing move on them. It just it just wasn't my cup of tea last night. I don't think it was a great night for the women overall on raw last night. And I, and I noticed that with Raquel and, and Aaliyah, like they're almost waiting for the next move. Like they're standing, waiting for like, all right, what you're supposed to hit me now with something else. And they're just standing there as opposed to trying to cover up or get physical. Like they're standing and waiting. And even though it might be a second or two, that feels like an eternity when you're watching a pro wrestling match. This is what happens when every last movement is discussed beforehand and planned out beforehand. You don't really live in the moment. And because there is an immense amount of pressure performing on live television for the WWE, trust me, an immense amount you get into a mind frame of anxiety and you start to be like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And if you're constantly thinking about what's next, you can't live in the moment. You can't, you can't devote the proper emotion on your face, in your body language, in the moves. If you're just worried about what spot is coming up next. And that's what I and that's what I see with uh, uh, I saw that in the performers last night. I see that across the board. I see that in other wrestling companies where the performers are just thinking about what's the next spot. And you you, you know go back and watch some of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Let's just take Sean and Taker, right? Okay. Go back and watch and see if they're they're thinking about what the next spot is. That's See, why you, you have to ch- go ahead. And I was thinking, I think that's when you're telling a story and you're taking your time, then, you know, then you're going to be able to build chemistry with one another and communicate with one another. If you're just doing spots or waiting for that next spot, there's no time for chemistry. And I just felt like the women's matches last night lack chemistry on raw without a doubt. Busted open as part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm foundation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.